You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What is going on, Bills Mafia? What is going on? Welcome. Welcome, everybody, into the Overreaction Post Game Show brought to you by the Market Dominator team on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, presented by Picasso's Pizza. Treat yourself to the most flavorful pizza on game day, Picasso's. We are Buffalo Pizza, shipping local and nationwide. Order online at picassospizza.net. I am the voice of this here podcast, this here show, this post-game nonsense. My name is Joe Miller. You can find me on Twitter, as always. I tell you every single week at Joe Miller Wired. And on days like today, game day in Buffalo home opener week, you have the opportunity to basically come find me, seek me out at a tailgate and hang out with me. Do The amount of people that I got to meet today pregame was unbelievable. It was awesome. So so the opener for this show was actually created by Justice. Now, I met Justice. <laughs> this is a great story. I met Justice on, on uh, I think, Friday night. So so Justice and I have been friends. He's on the Built-In Buffalo Network. I don't know. I'm, I'm totally just off script already. Uh, he's on the Built-In Buffalo Network. I met him on Friday. Uh, we hung out a little bit on uh, uh, Saturday and then Sunday. And then he's like, I think I need to go to this game. And I just tweeted him. And I'm like, bro, come. Like, come to the tailgate at least. And, and you know, if you if, who knows? You'll probably get a ticket from somebody that, that didn't make it in. Sure enough, he comes to the tailgate, ends up at the game. But uh, what an opportunity. Richard Rush was there. Uh, there's way too many people in the comment section for me even to start acknowledging who's with me. But it's it's late. I appreciate you being here for this post-game show. Uh, we are Super Chat Live. What? Uh, so like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, I'm trying to think because I'm literally off my script, which is fine. But it's it's good to have every single one of you with us. Here's where I want to start. Before I welcome everybody f- officially, because I kind of had some quippy stuff that now isn't going to sound very funny. I wanted to start the show by saying we had a Sam Martin sighting. <laughs> That's literally where I wanted to start. Uh, but my emotions are, are are going a little bit hot right now, and I'm a little bit off. But it was a perfect day for football, perfect evening for football in Orchard Park. Summertime in, in Buffalo, summertime primetime game. I don't remember. I don't know that it's even happened in my lifetime, or at least that I can remember that the Bills had a summertime primetime game. Uh, the tailgates were off the hook. They were, we, and it was funny because we almost got washed out this morning. 
what Monday morning, the rain that was coming down in Buffalo was incredible. We've had, we have had the most magnificent, magnific, magnificent, magnificent summer, man, tongue tied already. We've had a, an incredible summer all summer long. We've had hardly any rain. Uh, there's been like one or two thunderstorms, mostly at night. It's been great. And sure enough, home opener day after a, a, an unbelievable home opener weekend. Friday was gorgeous. Saturday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all gorgeous. Dude, Monday, I'm on my back porch and it's just torrential Florida. Payton can tell you about it. Downpouring. <laughs> in buffalo in the south towns thunderstorms and all and i was like what is going on uh but everything everything worked out there was a little bit of wind it wasn't too bad i actually had people uh tweeting me asking me how the wind was the wind wasn't bad as you kind of saw neither quarterbacks really had trouble with the wind but what a, what an incredible opportunity to take in a football game to be in orchard park to be in the stadium to watch probably the best quarterback in the NFL play football to watch probably the best defense in the NFL play football, probably to watch one of the best top three wide receivers in the NFL play football. It was a sight. It was incredible. And I know a lot of you were there. I know a lot of you are probably stuck in traffic right now. Um, I'm getting, I'm getting text messages from my dad who's stuck. I get, my dad left before me 15 minutes before I left. I left at 10 25, got home by 11. He texted me at 11 15 and was like, uh, I'm still stuck in traffic. He was stuck on 20 a, I know Amanda, uh, is stuck in traffic. There's a whole bunch of people stuck in traffic. So whether you are consuming this podcast, you know, uh, uh, via live right now, and we'll talk about that in a second because I'm going to do the open. I always got to do the open, the stinger at the beginning, but it's just a matter of getting to it. But uh, uh, I know you've got options. All that to say this, I know you've got options. I know you've got places to go to watch, places to go to consume Bill's content. So the fact that you are here hanging out with me just for a couple of minutes, I appreciate it. So, you know, as I say every single week, whether this podcast finds you around a cup of coffee at the gym with your AirPods in on the drive to work or watching me live right now on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. Let me just say one more time. Welcome. It's so good to have every single one of you. I said it at the top, whatever platform you're watching on consuming this platform, please like subscribe. Uh, we are super chat live uh, here on the YouTube side. So if you're watching on Facebook, if you're watching on, on Twitter and you want to ask me something, if you want to get a question in, if you have a comment for me, jump over to YouTube you can super chat there and it's much easier to basically get my attention because it, it glows up. But this was an, this was a very, very important game uh, for the Buffalo bills. All of the AFC East teams won this weekend. And I know that, you know, a couple of those teams we believe are trash, but with those teams winning, it was, it was, it was incredibly important for the bills to win uh, in this game against the Titans. Uh, the, the, the one and O Buffalo bills facing off against the O and one Titans and, uh, you know, let's be honest, pretty much ran them out of Buffalo. I mean, the, 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 the bills ran the Titans. They, 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 they Jerry Ostrowski tweeted after the game and Jerry might be in the comment section. He said he was going to be, uh, tuning in tonight. And I think Fina's in the comment section too. He just said, that's what we call where he's from a good old time and ass whooping. And it was, uh, they just, uh, the bills, it was close early, and I'm going to talk about that too because I think some of you feel or felt the same way that I felt. And then, uh, yeah, the the roof just came off the place, which was which was absolutely great. Let's take a very 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 short break, real quick, and let's hear from the show sponsor, uh, John Spascheck, the Market Dominator. Hello, Buffalo football family. I am the Market Dominator, John Spascheck, and I am here as the proud sponsor of the Overreaction Podcast by my good friend, Joe Miller. 
And one of the reasons why I partner with Joe is because of excellence. He runs an outstanding podcast, and that is exactly our approach in real estate. We want to help you win just as our beloved team is out there winning week in and week out. So if you're looking to buy or sell in real estate, please reach out to us directly at 716-570-3298, and we will help you win in this competitive market. Go Bills. Go Bills. That's John Spashek. He was hanging out at the tailgates today, too. So John's a season ticket holder, and uh, we got I got to hang out with John a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, if you're in the market to buy or sell a home, please give John a call, five, uh, 716-570-3298. Uh, he will absolutely answer his phone as that is his uh, his uh, cell phone. It was funny. A couple weeks ago on the Phoenix show, we we had everybody text him. <laughs> we had everybody text him, go Bills. It was great. Like there was like 24 or 30 people that texted him, go Bills. It was fantastic. So that's why I love Bills Mafia. You guys are just awesome. Uh, one more time, just make sure you like, subscribe, uh, but, but definitely like. Uh, if you're on YouTube right now and you're watching the show, do me a favor. Just hit the like button. I've got like, I don't even know, 100 people watching or something like that. And uh only got 24 likes, so hit that like button. Man, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, just when it comes to the high-level summary of this football game for me, it's 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 interesting because the Bills injury report injury report coming into this football game left a lot to be desired. Gabe Davis obviously out, Ed Oliver out, Tim Settle out. You know, Davis being the surprise, rolled his ankle in a non-contact. What we could only surmise is a walkthrough on what uh, Saturday. Um, the news came in late, broke late. And then, uh, obviously we, we had all the fears and, and, and the word as it came down through all the re the beat reporters and whatnot, it was, you know, Gabe Davis rolled his ankle. He's questionable, blah, 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 sh showed up on the, on the, on the injury report. And then it went from there to basically being on the questionable side of, of, or not the question, the doubtful side of, of questionable, which is not great. Got a first super chat. From Bill W. Bill, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Thank you for the super chat. Super chat, rather. Uh, Morse is more important than we knew. Uh, I thought Greg Van Roten did a did an okay job. Um, so yes, some of the some of the some of the snaps were not great, but if you think about it, I'm gonna talk about it in the play in the in the in the in the, in the series by series kind of brief as far as first quarter, second quarter, third quarter. Um, I didn't think Van Roten was awful. I think the surprise to me, believe it or not, Bill, was that uh, they didn't move Ryan Bates to to center. Um, and the reason that was a surprise is because if you've been paying attention, if any of you have been paying attention to this show for the last year or so, Ryan Bates has been the backup center, and he's also supposed to have been the first guy off the bench, and the Bills had never, like, bring him off the bench because they were so afraid to bring him in as a, as, you know, as the backup right tackle or the backup right guard, the backup left guard. And they were worried about him getting injured. And if he got injured, then they would have a backup center. So I was actually surprised that uh, Van Roten came in first and they didn't move. I thought for sure. I said to my dad, I was like, I was like, well, Van Roten's going to come in for like a play or two, but the next series it's going to be Bates. Like, and then they're going to bring Bobby Hart in at right guard, but that's not what happened. But I thought Van Roten did okay. Um, he seemed to have a little bit of command. It wasn't clearly he's not Mitch Morse, right? Uh, the the number one starting offensive line for this team is very good. Well, here we go, and uh, just like that, I'm back on the air. I don't know. Uh, it's uh, the uh, the things that the things that we do for uh, <laughs> live broadcasts. So uh, I apologize to everybody. Not sure exactly where I left off, but I was talking about Dane Jackson and this Dane Jackson injury. You know, this this the the injury bug hit hard. 
uh, for the Buffalo Bills in this game. Thank you to everybody that stuck around uh, through the uh, <laughs> failing of the interwebs. But uh, the in- injury bug hit hard for this Buffalo Bills team in this football game. You know, it, it somewhat became a war of attrition, it seemed like. I mean, every and not only for the Bills, for the Titans as well. Tyler Tyler Lewan went down in the very first drive for the Titans in this game, and he got carted off the like he got carted to the locker room. So when he walked off the field, it wasn't even he couldn't even get to the locker room. They had to like drive him off on the cart. But the Dane Jackson injury to me is going to be incredibly interesting. You know, the question is going to be how long? How long is he going to be injured for? How long is he going to be out? Uh, we obviously he got you know. Uh, he took an ambulance ride to the hospital. They they did a, C, a CT uh, CAT scan. They did an MRI. Uh, the good news is is over the intercom. You know the the, the announcer inside the stadium actually announced that uh, he did have feeling in all of his, all of his extremities, and he was you know moving. Which which let's be honest, the most important thing for all of these guys is that they remain healthy. Football is just a game. Yes, it's a job. It's entertainment. Their lives are far more important. So that was a scary moment with Dane Jackson. But the question is, is what are the Bills going to do? Are they going to go into a situation? And we're going to talk about this in a second. Are they going to take two rookie cornerbacks into Miami? Now, as much as, you know, we think of Tua or as little we think of Tua, the reality is, is Jalen Waddell is a fantastic wide receiver, right? Tyree Kill is a fantastic wide receiver. We're going to talk about that in a second. But do the Bills go out and do they go get a Joe Hayden? Do they go get somebody off the waiver wire that's available uh, to effectively, you know, uh, help, uh, you know, basically stop the bleeding in this situation? You know, obviously Cam Lewis is on this roster as well. I don't know what they're going to do. As much as I can see them going and getting a Joe Hayden, as much as I can see them going and getting a veteran corner to play, there's also an aspect for me that I think this team, this this staff, this this front office believes in the guys they have in this roster, and I think they believe in the rookies. I think they believe in, you know, uh, Cam Lewis. The, but it gets deeper, and we'll hit that in a second. Uh, you know, with Davis being out, I thought going into this game, th- this whole game, as much as it's a you know it's a drubbing, right? As far as the score goes, you know, the Buffalo Bills uh, defeating and have lost all my tabs. So this is this is just a wonderful night. Uh, as much as as much as you know, this was a drubbing of the the Buffalo Bills by the or by the uh, drubbing of the Tennessee Titans by the Buffalo Bills, forty-one to seven. You know, you, you have to consider, if you will, the players that went out, right? And and as much as we knew Davis was not going to be playing late, and it was presumed. For me, there was a great deal of like, what's going to happen with Khalil Shakir? Because to me, it's it's going to put Khalil Shakir on point. You know, he's going to be put to the test in this game. Was what I thought going in. After being a healthy scratch, healthy scratch last week, we just assumed, or I should say, I assumed. I'm guessing all of you did too. That it was you know it's Khalil Shakir season. That's what that's what we're going to get. It's Khalil Shakir season. And what's funny about that is we didn't see him really at all. I was. Surprised that we didn't get him on the boundary. I was really surprised that we didn't even see him catching punts, returning punts. My dad told me that they had announced, uh, I guess, pregame. Somehow it gotten out that uh, Jamison Crowder was actually going to be returning punts. And the reason for that uh, was due to the wind, which surprises me because if you've got Khalil Shakir listed as your number one punt returner, the only punt returner on the depth chart, again, I know. That doesn't mean that he's the only guy that can return punts. I'm just saying that's who they have listed. This is two weeks in a row. 
Khalil Shakir hasn't even returned a punt. Jessica Tennis with a super chat. Jessica, thank you so much for being a part of the show. As always, Joe, no veteran cornerback can get up to speed in a week. You might be surprised. It would not surprise me. And if Chris Jenke was in the room, he would tell all of us. It would not surprise me if there are a couple guys out there that have played in this McDermott, Leslie Frazier, Leslie Frazier scheme in the past. Somebody can be out there. You know, when you're talking about checks and calls and things like that, yes, Jessica, you're probably right. Um, it'll just be interesting to see what happens. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be a balance, right? They're going to weigh exactly that. Is there somebody out there that we believe can plug and play that's played in this scheme or something similar to this scheme that we can put out, you know, on an edge and give him over the top help? Or are we just going to be better off sticking with, <laughs> she actually re responds with only Levi Wallace. You're not wrong. <laughs> Levi Wallace, unfortunately, currently has a job. Um, but, uh, getting back to Khalil Shakir, I was surprised that we did not see him. I would, I would, I would venture to guess that all of you were surprised that we really did not see Khalil Shakir in this football game until Case Keenum went in. I thought for sure we would see him. I was told a lot in the last 24 hours. I put a tweet out that just basically said that I felt it was a little bit irresponsible to Buffalo Bills to go into the season with only two boundary wide receivers and one backup in Jake Kumaro. And, you know, a lot of people told me that, you know, Shakir is a, he, you know, oh, Khalil Shakir is a boundary receiver, to which I agree. I, I know that he played the boundary in college a lot. The Bills just have him listed as a slot guy. Mookie and I were talking about it before the game. And even Mookie said, well, she, you know, Shakir can play the boundary. And I was like, I know he can play the boundary, but you'd think that they would do something about having an extra guy there. So, you know, an extra, an extra X, an extra Y, but for whatever reason they didn't. And then going into this game, you know, Jake Kumaro played a lot, and Jake Kumaro played well in this football game. I think he had two catches for 50-something yards. One of them was a, a really big catch, but uh, for all intents and purposes, I was just super, super surprised we did not see more out of Khalil Shakir. Uh, Stephon Diggs in this game, goodness gracious. Stephon Diggs was, can we use the word unstoppable? In a football game where, you know who the football's going to, right? Gabe Davis is not playing. You know who the football's going to. The ball is going in this game to Stephon Diggs. And the, the Tennessee Titans could not stop him. They could they they had no answer for Steph. Steph is, I mean, he was just he just basically took over what he, he finished with 148 yards, three touchdowns. It was 12 or 13 catches. It was insane. The game that Stephon Diggs, he showed up early and often. Josh Allen actually praised him in his press in his in his post game presser uh, that you know he works so hard and he does all the right things and he's always there when he needs him. And yeah, it's funny because during the game, I looked at my dad and I said, you know, I know that the Buffalo Bills traded away a first round pick for Stephon Diggs, and they and the first round pick basically turned into Justin Jefferson, who went you know went to the Vikings. And as good as Je Justin Jefferson is, and the, the dude is headed towards being a superstar, I just feel like I would rather have Stephon Diggs. I'm not sure that if you just replace them one for one, that Josh has the same relationship, that Josh has the same connection to Stephon Diggs that he, that he would have, or to, to Justin Jefferson that he does have with Stephon Diggs. For me, there's just some, Stephon Diggs is a special player, and I'm glad. <laughs> I'm I'm beyond glad that he is a Buffalo Bill. 
and I, I would have I would have to venture to guess that most of Bills Mafia, you guys probably agree with me 100%. There's a big question in this game. It's funny because like my story of the game that I haven't even gotten to yet is about inju- injuries and everything that I'm talking to you guys about outside of Steph is about injuries. There's a big question about what we would see from the defensive rotation, the, the, the tackle rotation with Ed Oliver being out, with Tim Settle being out. And Jordan Phillips got a lot of playing time and he played well. But I want to I, I want to I want to pivot real quick. I want to pivot momentarily from the, the from just from the injuries and all the crap and stuff like that. And I want to talk just a second about how me, a grown man, <laughs> felt at 49 years old, sitting in the stands in, in, in the seat that I've sat in since 1997. Dude, when, when the players are coming out of the tunnel, and I know I'm going backwards a little bit, and I've got it in my notes this way kind of on kind of on purpose. Because I wanted to take kind of all that, that negativity, all that kind of like sideways injuries, because this game is a lot about injuries. And and I know we're gonna celebrate 41 to 7, and it's 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 victory Monday, it's victory Tuesday, it's it's gonna be victory Wednesday and Thursday. And we're gonna be watching good morning football and all the highlight shows and they're going to be talking about how this Buffalo Bills just basically dismantled the Tennessee Titans. But it's still wrapped up inside of this problem that is injuries, right? But real quick, I just want to talk about the fact that I'm a grown man, <laughs> two kids married 21 years. And when they announced Josh Allen starting a quarterback, number 17, Right, Josh Allen, he comes out of the tunnel. Joe Miller, the host of this show, has goosebumps. (laughs) Like, the dude is just, he's just a superstar. He's just a superstar. And the things that we watched him do in this football game, I don't care what you think about football. I don't care how much you watch football. I don't care how much you love football. The things that Josh Allen does just it's just not it's it's not normal. And I'm not saying that it's anything better or greater than what you know the unique things that Patrick Mahomes does. Pat Mahomes does some incredibly unique, unbelievable things as well. But Josh Allen is just I, I'm I'm a fanboy. I'm I'm like, you know, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, starting at quarterback, number 17, Josh Allen goosebumps on the arm goosebumps dude it's crazy legit crazy josh allen went out in that football game and he just he lit up the titans lit up the titans and he was asked in his press game uh, in his post-game press conference you know why didn't you or why didn't you guys kind of exploit the run you know the titans were it was shown against the giants that the titans were vulnerable against the run and josh basically said the pass was working Hard to argue with that. The pass was working. And and if we're being honest, you know, the Titans right now are not a very good football team. I'm not saying that they're, that they're not going to be a good football, football team for the rest of the season. Right now, they're just not a very good football team. But in this football game specifically, in Buffalo, prime time in the summertime, the Titans were a comedy of errors. Nothing went well. Nothing seemingly really went right after that first drive. They came out hot in that in, on that first drive and did very, very good. Again, Lawan went out early. 
But even with Luan going down, they still drove the rest of the field and they scored a touchdown. But that was it. That was basically the period at the end of the sentence for the for that Titans team in this game. And what's interesting about Taylor Lewan going out in that first drive is I expected, wholly expected, Vaughn Miller to eat in that football game. I expected him to just take over whoever they put it at left tackle. And for the most part, he didn't. And I don't, I don't necessarily know why. I don't, you know, I'm not into the schemes of things. And it's hard for me to see, obviously, from the seats exactly what's going on. I don't get the opportunity to pause and rewind. And there's a lot of guys that are going to rehash this game and talk to you about what was going on or what they did. And, and John Fina and I possibly will talk about it tomorrow on the uh, Off Tackle with John Fina show. But for all intents and purposes, I expected Von Miller to eat in that game. But, you know, it's we won, which is all that's important. But Taylor Lewan going out was pivotal. And, you know, they still drove down the field once, <laughs> just once. The Buffalo Bills did an incredible job in this game containing Derrick Henry. I actually saw a tweet from Zbot, which was great. And uh, he said that, uh, or he basically just posted that in 2021, Derrick Henry had 20 carries for 143 yards. He had 7.2 yards per carry, three touchdowns with that long run that we know of of 76 yards. We've talked a lot about that run this week. In this football game, Derrick Henry was 13 carries for 25 yards. 25 yards, 1.9 per carry with just a single touchdown, which, to be honest with you, everybody in the world knew he was getting the football. One touchdown, and yet a nine, his, his long run of the day was nine yards. You take that one nine-yard run away from him, what does he have? He's got uh, 16 yards on 12 carries. The Bills' defense did a fabulous job. A fabulous job. Unbelievably fabulous job. Not only against Derrick Henry, but against this entire Titans team. Ryan Tannehill did not play well either. The Bills basically ate his lunch, and we'll get into that in a minute when we talk stats. However, the story of this game, and I kind of, I I was alluding to it, and I've, I've said it a couple times, the story of this game is the injuries and this roster. And I, it's not a negative thing. Like, I'm not I'm not overly concerned because no Gabe Davis, no Ed Oliver. You know, there was we had that feeling, as I said, how is this team going to fare? What, what's going to happen for this team with two of your bigger stars missing? You know, your, your, your number two wide receiver, your basically your, your 1B defensive tackle. What's going to happen? And what's interesting to me is the Bills, I think, answered a lot of questions as it pertains to the depth of this, this roster. It's fun for us to say, and it's fun for us to hear all the national media pundits talk about how deep this roster is. The Buffalo Bills have one of the deepest rosters in the NFL. But it always comes down to, you know, what happens when when that's challenged. And we saw that challenged in this football game. Again, the Titans did not play their best football game. They do not look like a very good football team right now at all. But the Buffalo's, Buffalo Bills' depth was challenged. In the second half, the Bills had Christian Benford and Kair Elam out there the whole game, two rookie corners. And this, the Titans still couldn't move the football. The defensive tackles and the defensive line and the, and the linebackers basically housed the run game. 
for the Titans. And it's funny because like it's it's weird for me to talk about the story of this game being just the injuries and the injury bug that has hit this team probably greater than I've ever seen. I've, I don't think I've ever seen the injury bug hit a team like it hit the Bills in this game, and it, it remains to be seen what's going to happen, and we'll we'll talk about it here in a second. But it's weird for me to think about or talk about the fact that like the, the story of this game is how the injury bug is going to affect next week's game. Because that's where my mind is. As much as it's great to just bask in this idea of holy crap 41 to 7 the bills are 2 and 0 they won their home opener and they did it in convincing fa fashion on primetime television they went out there and showed the world once again that they are probably arguably the best team in football right now and at the same time it's like ooh <laughs> another one got hurt and then the injury report comes out like mid game. An, an, another another one got hurt. Micah Hyde laying on the turf. Another one got hurt. Jordan Phillips. <sighs> Peyton plays with the super chat. Peyton, it's so good to have you as a part of this show. Thank you so much for the super chat. Before being pulled with five minutes left in the third, Josh Allen, JA17, was on pace for 6,600 all-purpose yards. I love it. He did this last week, too, Peyton. You're the man. Now it's only 5,800 conservative McDermott strikes again. Sean McDermott is ruining this football team. I think that's what Peyton's trying to say. <laughs> that's hysterical. Oh, too bad. He said it took him a while to... Uh, to phrase that right and that injuries do suck Peyton you're the man I appreciate you but the story of this game is going to be injuries and it's going to come down to what how these injuries are, are going to affect next week right again Dane Jackson how long do the Bills go out and find somebody else we talked about it and by and large everybody in the chat's like no I don't think you can there's guys out there but he, he's not going to help you next week right so if you go get a guy like Joe Hayden you know, the chances of him helping you next week against two stout, unbelievably talented wide receivers, it's slim. Week two, probably a little better. But as we look down through just basically what happened, Mitch Morse is injured. We don't know to what extent he came back in this football game after, I think, three series, four series. You know, Micah Hyde is an easier conversation if he's injured to the point where he can't play next week. Jaquan Johnson is a serviceable backup. Is he Micah Hyde? No, but he's a serviceable back, serviceable backup. Matt Milano, I would expect to be back. Stingers are not something necessarily that take a long time for guys to come back from. If not Micah Hyde, or I should I should say, if not if if if, if Matt Milano cannot play, you know, we're looking at what Terrell Bernard, Tyrell Dotson, and Dotson actually played well in this football game. Jordan Phillips. Jordan Phillips, fam, Bills Mafia, is a big loss. And the way that he went down, if you get an opportunity to see the replay, the way that he went down, it was not good. It was almost like somebody just cut his legs out from underneath him. He was running. He was following up the Milano interception, and he just went down like a sack of potatoes. It was not. It was clear that his, his hamstring popped. It was bang he was done and there was no more running on it a lot of times you see guys and their hamstring will go or like get pulled or strained and they'll kind of come up limping and jordan just fell to the ground 
It was not good. That to me is con- incredibly concerning. Look at me. I'm, I'm wet blanket Joe Miller on the overreaction podcast. I, I'm sorry. I, I that I, we're going to get to the quarter by quarter stuff here in a second, and then we're going to get to obviously you know the tweets and whatnot. And I'm not trying to be a wet br- blanket on this game. This game was incredible. It was entertaining. Josh Allen was great. Stephon Diggs was great. The defense was great. Everything was great, but clearly it's more than just one game. So I apologize if I'm killing the vibe a little bit. I'm just, I got to talk about it, right? So I'm sorry. Got another super chat from James Stentz. James Stentz, first time live watcher of the overreaction postgame show. Good to have you, dude. Thank you for the super chat. The play of the Bills defensive line negates the injuries in the secondary to a, to a degree. I, I, I agree. I think there's an aspect, as I've been kind of, so I said James, Jesse. I'm sorry, Jesse. Um, Jesse, as I as I have been mulling through over the last two or three hours, just, you know, what's going to happen next week against the Dolphins, what keeps coming back to me is exactly what you're talking about. The Bills defensive line is going to have to put a serious amount of pressure on Tua, right? That's what's going to happen. They're going to have to put a serious amount of pressure on Tua to assure that he's not given a ton of time so that those corners, those two rookie corners, are being left on crazy islands. So I agree with you that that the play of the defensive line is incredibly important. Getting back to what I was talking about as far as the injuries. At this point, I've got to hope that Oliver and Settle will both be back next week. If so, that helps the sting of Jordan Phillips being a loss. I'm coming down to this just because Peyton Place is uh, or just confused to it. Yes, that's absolutely possible as well. But right now, as I've kind of been, been, been talking about alluding to, inferring, whatever you want to say, I may have actually said it a couple minutes ago. Right now, you're, 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 you're two cornerbacks on this football team Versus Jalen Waddell and Tyree Kill are two rookies. Christian Benford, Kair Elam. And oh, by the way, there's a chance right now, we don't know that Micah Hyde won't be playing in that game either. When he went off the field, it didn't look good. Doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean anything at all. We won't know more until, obviously, the, the injury report comes out later this week. But for all intents and purposes, it just it just didn't it just didn't look good, right? It just didn't look good. Real quick, let's let's uh let's talk about the Western New York beer trail, if you will. What's up, Bills Mafia? Hey, we all know that Buffalo is a drinking town with a football problem, and just like an Allen to Diggs touchdown pass, I have the perfect pass for you—the trail pass. That is the Western New York beer trail, and the 2022 trail pass is your passport to great local craft beer and other craft beverages in Western New York. When you purchase and use a trail pass, you can get two half-price beers at 42 different area breweries, bottle shops, and pubs, including a metery. I didn't even know there's a metery in Buffalo. Meteries are actually pretty cool. I've, I've, I've actually hung out at a metery before in Clarksville, Tennessee. Uh, a cider works and a distillery and you score over $350 of savings inside the past, just like a bills Patriots playoff game. You score every time you use it or a bills, Tennessee Titans game. You score every time you use it. The 2022 trail pass is good. Now through the end of the year, that's a couple more months and is available along with other beer trail items at the website, www.wnybeertrail.com. Click on the shop tab, enter the code, the voice 20, and you'll receive 20% off 
of the beer uh, the beer trail ticket right now it's an actual instant discount code uh you can also if you want to you can you can actually buy the beer trail uh ticket uh at uh the the totally buffalo store in amherst in, in orchard park the buffalo gift emporium in tonawanda and the one-eyed cat brewing in williamsville we at western new york beer trail are proud to support everything local craft beer small business and local charities western new york beer trail drink local support local we'll see you on the trail so that's Western New York Beer Trail. Do me a favor. If you love this show, please, please make my wife happy and support our sponsors because this show and the other shows that I do do not happen unless Joe Miller has a happy wife. I'm just telling you that right now. So when you've got a hobby that takes up as much time as mine does, the fact that my wife is happy about it <laughs> is a big reason that it happens. And while it's not enough money to ever make me rich, it is enough money to make my wife go, oh, go do your show, honey. That's great. Do your thing. Go go do your thing. It's great. <laughs> let's real quick, let's jump into the quarters. Quarters and then tweets, and then I'll get you guys out of here. And I did the best that I could taking notes. I'm going to be honest with you. Taking notes in the stands is challenging. It just it's just challenging you know when you're sitting at home and you can stop and rewind and watch plays over again it's much much easier so it's just it's just one of those things so do i have another super chat here that i missed i did not perfect <clears throat> excuse me so the bills first position so the bills uh uh lost the toss or i should say the titans won the toss and they elected to defer and the buffalo bills on their first possession kumaro uh got the start in this game which i was surprised by that i thought for sure we would see khalil shakir Get the start opposite uh, Stefan Diggs. Uh, the game started with uh, Devin Singletary, uh, Dawson Knox, Steph, Isaiah McKenzie uh, as the weapons. But there was a what short pass to, to Stefan Diggs, big run by Devin Singletary. Uh, and then a couple plays in, Mitch Morris is hurt. And that's the moment where I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. You got to be kidding me. Goes off the field, helped off the field. But he walked off gingerly, but it was something that I felt like he could come back from. Luckily, he did. Uh, and then Josh Allen, you know, Josh Allen, he had one run in this football game, and this is it. He's pressured, and Josh Allen just does Josh Allen things. It's ridiculous. The things this guy does on a football field, you know, leaping forward over defenders to get the first down, it's crazy. And there's another first down pass to Kumaro, first down pass to Knox. The Bills are just coming out looking hot. First and 10 from the 11-yard line, the Titans 11. And this is the moment where the crowd, the crowd was just, the crowd was into this game from jump. Titans call a timeout. Literally, the Bills are first and 10 from their, their from the Titans 11 and the Titans call a timeout in the first drive of the game. The crowd immediately responds. Bills Mafia gets it. <laughs> you guys get it. And that's all I'm going to say. And then what's funny is the Bills score on the very next play, the Bills score on a play that I literally had no idea what happened. Josh Allen fakes the handoff to Devin Singletary, and my eyes go right to Devin Singletary. That's where my eyes went. And then I'm like, well, Devin Singletary got tackled, but people are still running. Where's the football? I completely lost the football. And the next next thing I see, I look up, and Josh Allen is running behind Reggie Gilliam with his finger in the air, point, like pointing number one, as he's just basically trailing Reggie Gilliam into the end zone. And what happened, and I know you guys at home saw it on TV, but when you're at the game, it's different. 
he clearly, you know, faked the handoff to Devin, spun around, threw that little pass to Reggie Gilliam, and Reggie Gilliam just made some crazy move, and he got loose, which was insane. And then just Allen trailing him was unbelievable. How fun was that to watch? 7 nothing Buffalo Bills. Titans' first possession. Dude, Traylon Burks. I've, I have spent the week talking about how Traylon Burks is the second-string wide receiver behind Robert Woods, and Traylon Burks had himself a game. He played well in this football game. Passed to Traylon. The crowd was at full throat. And, and they took John Fina's advice. So John Fina on the uh, Off Tackle with John Fina show said, you guys need to start like getting loud while they're in the huddle, like just as they're starting to form the huddle. And John, I don't know how all 72,000 people heard you, but they did because the crowd was getting loud earlier than I think I ever remember them getting loud. The, the, the crowd was at full throat the whole game. And in this drive, as I said, this is where Traylon Burks go, or not Traylon Burks, Traylon uh, uh, Taylor Lawan goes out. Uh, and, and I'm wondering at this point, you know, who's Vaughn going against the rest of the way? And I, to be honest with you, I've got a depth chart pulled up, but I don't know who it was he was facing. But the dude, the left tackle that came in for Lawan did a very, very good job, in my opinion, on Vaughn Miller most of the day. More passes to Burke, run by Devin, uh, Derek Henry, rather. They got a, they got a help from a giant penalty. The Titans are in the red zone. Poyer has the near pick. There's a tackle for loss on Derrick Henry. And then there's that pass to the two-yard line that was questionable. And if you remember, Sean McDermott uh, challenged the play. It, from the stands, just so everybody knows what, what McDermott was seeing, they were showing a replay. And on the replay, you could see his foot. So it was like it was almost like he was running at the camera at a distance. And you could see his foot, his second foot kind of like toe out but you didn't see any of the black particles flip up. So on the overhead or on the jumbotron, that's what we saw. So even I'm sitting there going, I don't think his foot hit the ground. And then sure enough, McDermott challenges it. Uh, and then they show us another replay. And then you see the, 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 the little rubber pellet things jump up in the air and you're like, Oh, he definitely got a second foot down. So I don't know if, if McDermott was going off of what we saw. I don't know if McDermott was going off of what somebody was telling him upstairs, but at the end of the day, the Bills lost that challenge. Didn't matter. You think at that point, tight like it matters, but it 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 didn't in this game, which was fine. Uh, so where are we at? So fourth and two. Uh, and then, you know, yeah, and then it's uh, it's basically fourth fourth down and two, and uh, the uh, the Titans run the only play that they're going to run at fourth and two on the goal line or, or from in that area, and they just basically hand the ball off to Derrick Henley, and he finds a way into the into the end zone, which I would say that every single one of us knew was probably coming. Uh, the Bills, it, it was funny because when I was watching, when I was paying attention, it seemed like the Bills were in just some soft zones, which, again, is another one of those things that probably makes sense when you've got two rookie corners out there. Or I should say Dane Jackson and a rookie. You're probably going to play them a little bit softer. Uh, but at this point, it's 7-7. Seven, seven, not that big of a deal. Both teams actually looked really good. I've, I've found that, for me, the Buffalo Bills on the first drive of the game have a tendency to almost see what the what the other team is going to do and then they kind of at that point make a they make their adjustments after that first drive and we saw it we saw that in this game and then it seems like something that we don't talk about ever anymore is halftime adjustments and then the bills have just learned how to make halftime adjustments and when they make those and they come in in the second half they just bury their opponent their opponents generally especially in a win which i know you guys know so but the, but getting back to the quarters uh the bill's second possession uh, they had a decent drive aided by uh, pass interference on Stefan Diggs. 
you know, it ends with that weird kind of fourth and a half yard confusion thing. I'll be honest with you. I thought it was a delay of game. I was watching the the play clock and it hit zero. The ball snapped. Um, I'm not even sure what even happened in that play. I know the ball was batted and it was an incomplete, but there was no replay on, on it. So, if, you know, at the, at, at the game level, as far as in the stands, there wasn't much clarity on what happened, but it was a turnover on downs. Um, I know that in his post-game presser, Allen did say that on that play, he should have just slowed the whole thing down and probably called the timeout. There was clearly some con- confusion, and they just could have executed that a little bit better, which I agree. I'm sure that in his mind, he's probably thinking we're already down one timeout. And the funny thing is, is the Bills, did the Bills use a timeout in the entire game? I don't even think they did. But, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, and the Bills probably should have called the timeout there. No big deal. Titans second possession after the turnover on downs. Uh, the quarter ends. Uh, it's basically fourth and short. First down on a sneak, seven and seven tied. So we go into the second quarter. There just wasn't seemingly for me a ton of pressure right in the first quarter. It just didn't, it just, and again, it was just that one drive. The Bills had the ball, and then the Titans had the ball just for a couple seconds. It wasn't that big of a deal. But it goes back to that whole concept of, you know, the Bills trying to figure out or kind of just getting some some information, some intel, if you will, in live gameplay on what the Titans are trying to do to them. But then Edmonds comes in with that gigantic sack. Edmonds had a great game in this football game. Edmonds, he was shooting gaps. He was, as as Jay Spencer King likes to say, he was catching bodies. Uh, Edmonds had a tremendous football game. And then, and then the Titans had that huge first down to Traylon Burks on the third and long. And it literally happened right in front of me. Uh, the, the the corner comes down, Burks kind of goes in motion, dips inside the inside receiver. Uh, and uh, the corners passed each other off. They passed off their wide receivers. I don't know what you saw on the television, on the live feed, but the corners passed them off. However... The inside corner, and I don't remember who it was, it could have been Taron Johnson, just continued to drift backwards while Traylon Burks, if you remember, basically did a, he he went across the middle to his right, or to his left rather, caught the football, and then there was a a beautiful seam block that just freed him, and he sprung him, and he got that first down. It was a a very well-designed play, and I, I wonder how much of it could have possibly been just a poor execution by the defense. There wasn't many plays that were poorly executed by the Bills' defense in this game, but that could have been one of them. I'm not sure. I'm not on the field. I don't know the calls. I don't know the reads. I don't know necessarily what's going to go on, but it's a well-designed play uh, as far as that goes. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, but uh, but it, 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 it was a short. It was a short pass. So it was a, what was it? It was third and sixteen or something like that. It was a short pass to Burks. You would expect a wide receiver or a quarterback to throw it to the sticks or close. It was not that. Uh, I don't know if they just caught the Bills by surprise, but whatever. But shortly after that, they the the Titans were forced to punt anyways after a face mask penalty, so it almost didn't even matter. And then the Bills' third possession, Josh Allen comes out. It was incredible. He, he comes out in that third possession and throws a piss missile to Isaiah McKenzie on the very first play. It was like, oh, that's the Josh Allen we all know and love. Uh, a couple more penalties. Uh, Josh Allen then skips the ball to Jake Coomer on third down. And I'm kind of going where somewhere with all this just emotionally. Uh, and then on fourth down, there was just a horrible call. I, I I don't know what the rule is, and there's not many rules that I don't know. But the defensive tackle jumps into the, into the neutral zone. Uh, Van Roten reaches out and touches him, and they basically call Van Roten for a false start, which is odd to me because I've seen many times where defensive tackle jumps into the, into the neutral zone, offensive lineman moves. It's considered a neutral zone infraction. Oh, by the way, 
the same exact play seemingly happened to the Titans, but it didn't get called the same way in that game. Later in the football game, the Titans or the Bills jumped into, into the neutral zone and the Titans player reached out and touched. I don't remember exactly who it was that jumped off sides or jumped in. I think it was a Jordan Phillips jumped into the neutral zone. But for some reason, they didn't call it. And they they basically got the, you know, the, the new, neutral zone infraction, whereas the Bills got a false start penalty. And then there was even the weird later in the game, the weird uh, illegal snap. If you were watching it, and I'm going to watch the game back, but if you were watching at home, they probably told you why potentially it was an illegal snap. That was a, a relatively new one on me. It was just strange, but that whole entire just kind of situation was just weird. Uh, 10 7, and then obviously the Bills, or I'm saying the Titans rather, uh, get their third possession in the football game. And as, as the Titans are getting ready for their third possession, I'm, I'm at the point for me where I'm just not feeling comfortable, right? So this is what the Titans match up well with the Bills. I don't know why, but for some reason, it just seems like every, the, the Titans are just a difficult out for the Buffalo Bills. And it's the game is is close at this point in time. It's 10-7. And for me, I'm just like, oh, can we can we please put these? We're better than this team. We're better than this. We're, we're, we're making kind of like silly, confusing mistakes. And we're doing silly things and we're kind of getting cute in places and let's just not do that let's just put this thing let's just let's just do what we do and impose our will the bills just seem to have for some reason or should at this point what, what's in my head is the bills just have trouble with the titans and i'm all up in my feels a little nervous a little bit nervous titans start their own 25 and the defense shows up big so this is like the moment where like the game begins to, to just switch and turn and the defense begins to just lock down and take the Titans over. They go three and out after a couple of key tackles from Kier Elam. Kier Elam had a good game. We can't probably say enough how good of a game Elam played. He played very, very well in this football game. The Bills' fourth possession, there's 5-10 left in the game. Or I should say in the half. And this is the moment where, like, Bills fans, you're like, I'd love to see a five-minute drive here with some points. If you give me a five-minute drive, right, three points. I don't even need a touchdown. Just give me three. And this is the moment Mitch Morse comes back in the game, and we all collectively breathe a sigh of relief. There's a tackle for, for loss on Singletary, and then the 16-yard uh, completion to, to Dawson Knox, the huge pass to Kumaro, which was a great pass, great route, great catch. Kumaro came up excited. The crowd reacted. It was great. And that and that and that play, that Kumaro play almost broke the whole game open at that point. It was almost like as much as you can't really have a backbreaker that early, and normally one that's not a non-scoring play, that felt like a backbreaker to me. When Kumaro caught that ball, it was just a an admonition, if you will, almost on the Titans part that like, no, no, you guys are gonna crush us in this football game. And that's what it felt like. Two more passes to Diggs, they get to the five yard line, it's second down, two minute warning. Literally, it's 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 fourth down and short, and or what was it? Fourth and three. I think it was fourth and three from the three yard line, and I'm literally there, sitting there going, or was it the six? I don't even. I think it was the six, five or six. And I'm like, what? Regardless, it doesn't matter. It's fourth down, and I'm like, don't go. This is so I'm feeling the. This is not the time. There's there's times in games where you're like, oh, now is the time to go for it. Yes, it's fourth down. Go for it. Go for it. Go for it. And it seemed like every fourth down. Josh Allen was clearly calling for them to go for it, but 
it seems like you feel, I should say, you feel like every single time the Bills should go for it as well. This was one of those moments for me. It was like, let's not go for this one. The Buffalo Bills are going to fall start. And it's like, you got to be kidding me. Uh, not, I'm sorry, not a false start. My notes are wrong. The Bill, there was, there was a, uh, so it's fourth down and the Bills and the defensive player jumped. So they get a, uh, another neutral zone infraction. My notes are wrong. I'm sorry. Uh, and then it comes out like the crowd's losing its mind, and it's only it's only a half the half the distance to the goal penalty, so it's not even like so. So Josh Allen's under center, under center, and he's like baiting you know the the defensive line to jump right, so he's he's giving giving them the hard counts, and sure enough, they bite. Crowd loses its mind, right? Even though it's they're only going to get like two yards out of it, it's still going to be fourth down from the two. And like literally the announcer then comes on and says, oh, by the way, that's not a penalty or not the announcer. The referee comes on and says, oh, by the way, that's not a penalty because the Bills took a timeout before any football action has started. Right. And there's like people around me going, what did he say? What did he say? And I'm like, it was no play. There was a timeout called, which is crazy. Just, just, but this was the kind of like a lot of the game for the Bills. There was just some head, head scratching kind of stuff going on, which was weird. They just didn't feel very sharp and it's a 10, seven game. Right. And you're just, you're just all up in your fields. It's fourth down from, I think it's the four. I don't even know. And then sure enough, the Bills trot the offense back out there. <laughs> They're like, we're still going to go for it. We don't even care. And literally on fourth down, on a crap ton of play, like action, not play action, but just action in the game to the left. Oh, I'm sorry, to the right. I've got, to, I've, got to, I've got to think of like what I was viewing from my seat versus like the actual side of the, the side of the stadium. But there's all this action to one side. No, it was it was to the left. Yeah, it was to, it was action to the left. McKenzie comes around, kind of loops around Josh Allen, goes back out, and then Allen like snaps the ball and he and he and he basically takes off to his left and then immediately just stops, plants his foot, and fires the ball at, at Stephon Diggs wide open in the end zone back uh, back to the right. It was an incredible play design. It wasn't necessarily backyard football. This was a, this was a designed play to get Stefan Diggs, who started on the left with McKenzie and kind of snuck through the line and rolled his way back through the end zone and then ended up just peering out where Josh Allen knew he was going to be. It was an unbelievable play design. Touchdown, Diggs. 17-7 Bills go in, uh, or they have a 77-yard drive, 4-10 off the clock. As much as we wanted to take 5-10 off the clock, we only got 4-10, but I'll take it. One minute left, right? So the Titans' fourth possession, of the, and it's uh, still the first half. Vaughn Miller finally gets there, doesn't get the sack, but he hits the arm of Ryan Tannehill. Then Tannehill passes for a first down, and right there is where Dane is hurt. Really bad, right? Moving past that, that slows the game down. But Groot comes back immediately. The very next play after Dane is off the field, you know, he has the sack. And then the Titans just basically surrender. 17-17 at the half. My dad, this is the moment where, and I tweeted this, and people, like, accused me of uh, jinxing the team. But my dad's like, yeah, you know, just so you know, Joe, the, the, the Bills haven't punted yet. <laughs> I was just like, shut up. But I think what's interesting for me is at the halftime, or at halftime, and I know that those of you that were at home saw this as well. So as far as the halftime stats were pretty much just, they were just, the halftime stats were stupid. So the Titans had, what, seven first downs, the Bills had 14. The Bills had 26 rushing yards, the Titans had 18. The Bills had 208 passing yards, the Titans had 72. 
for 234 total yards for the Bills, 90 total yards in the first half for the Titans. Zero turnovers by any team by either team. And the time of possession was actually really close. 1642 versus 1318. It was just th- that defense just after that first drive, just locked down on them. 100 percent locked down on them. Third quarter, Titans, they get the ball back because they deferred. Fifth possession of the game. They get the ball at their own 25. And this is the moment where Dane's out. And I'm like, are they going to run the ball again? Because for me, I would just pass it all day long, and I would challenge those two rookie cornerbacks. Ryan Tannehill, Traylon Burks, Robert Woods, who's a vested veteran, understands football, two rookie cornerbacks. A couple of passes, a couple of runs, then an incomplete. Titans punt again. Bill's fifth possession. They get the ball at their own 20. Sack, penalty, defensive offsides, just sloppy football. And literally, I'm thinking, oh, here we go, right? And then, it, it, and then, like, there's that 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 seam pass to Crowder. I don't know if you remember. It was a beautiful pass. Uh, one of Crowder's probably only catches. I don't even let me let me see. It might it might have been Crowder's only catch. As I'm checking these stats, so Jameson Crowder one for sixteen. It literally was his only catch of the game. Uh, in that seam, it was a beautiful throw, beautiful catch. And then immediately following that is the huge pass to a wide open diving uh, Stefan Diggs up for the touchdown. What did it, when, when Josh let that ball go from where I was sitting, he was throwing it away from me. I didn't think Stefan Diggs had the ability to get there. I thought he overthrew him by about two yards. And Stefan Diggs just turned on the afterburners, went and got it. And we all watched it, watched him stumble in the end zone to basically roll over. He rolled over, right? Incredible, incredible throw, incredible catch. How fast is Stefan Diggs? Fast enough. And when you look at that play and you kind of break it down, and I got to see this on a replay, uh, effectively the, 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 the safety bit on the underneath routes and uh, left that cornerback on an island. He had just had no help. And Stefan just outran him. It was, he, it was lights out. It was over. Allen saw it, knew it was coming, chucked the ball over him. Bills 24-7. Titan six possession. The crowd at this point, it's 24 to seven. Just to paint a picture for you, 24 seven, third quarter. Titans have the football and the crowd is still in it. They're still ripping the roof off the place. Groot with a sack, Phillips pressure, Titans have to punt. Bill six possession. And finally, finally in 2022, 2022, the Buffalo Bills see Sam Martin for his first punt. So he punts his football, and he's punting it away from us, and it's going towards the opposite sideline. And it, it was a good punt. I, it, like, it was going to land inside the 10. It was fluttering. It was, you know, it didn't look bad. The guy behind me, this is no joke. <laughs> he kicks his football, and the guy behind me goes, Dude, what a shitty punt. That's a shitty punt. And I was like, what are you talking? Like the ball landed. Like I could see where it was going to land. It was going to land inside the 10. And I'm like, uh, why is that? Why is that not a good punt? And then as soon as like I was going to say something to the dude behind me that was wasted, drunk off of his arse, the ball, obviously you see it shoot up in the air because it hits off his face mask that, you know, that he, he, he muffs the punt. And then it's recovered by Matt Milano, which was incredible because the entire opposite sideline like lost their minds. It was it was cool to see the reaction of the crowd from the opposite side of the field. It was neat. 
So the Bills get the ball back. So basically it's a deep pass, right? <laughs> the balls get the ball or the Bills get the ball back uh first uh first down at the 20 yard line. And then uh after some more kind of weird play calls, the beer the Bills kick a field goal. Uh it's 27-7 Bills, 7:32 left in the third quarter. Uh the Titans get the ball back and that's where it was the the tip drill, tip tip, right? So the the two different tips, Micah tipped it. Uh somebody else tipped it and then Jordan Poyer picks it off. Uh, the Bills, another touchdown just to find Diggs after the long Moss run, thirty-four to seven. That was the that was the pass, if I'm not mistaken, where Stephon Diggs just about didn't catch it because Josh Allen threw the ball almost through his hands. Uh, then right after that, the Milano pick six, and then effectively Case Keenum ends the third quarter being the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, <laughs> which is unbelievable. Um, and and effectively from that point on, I didn't take any notes. I was like, uh, we can stop taking notes. We can just basically sit back and enjoy the football game because now it's 41 to seven and there is literally no point in taking any notes in the fourth quarter. Let me give you some of the stats from this football game. Uh, the Titans were not good. 11 to 20 for 117 and two interceptions for Ryan Tannehill. Malik Willis was one for four for six yards. I was really interested in seeing Malik, Malik Willis play. Um, I was also interested in, interested in seeing James Cook play, so I stuck around for a little bit for that. Uh, Hassan Haskins rushing the football nine of thirty-seven. Derek Henry, as we talked about, thirteen to twenty-five. Malik Willis was four of sixteen uh, receiving for the Titans, four for forty-seven for uh, Traylon Burks. Robert Woods was four of thirty-nine. It just wasn't a good day for the Titans at all. They just did not play good football. Uh, I believe Vrabel said at the end in his press postgame press that they they just got their butts kicked. They got outplayed. They got outcoached. They got beat in every facet of the game. Josh Allen. Let's talk about good stuff. Josh Allen was uh, twenty-six to thirty-eight for three seventeen. I think the number I heard from Nate Geary in the postgame show uh, for the Bills was that uh, he was what one twenty-six point nine or something like that quarterback rating. Threw for four touchdowns. Case Keenum, if anybody's wondering, was over two. I don't even know why they let him throw the football. He basically should have just handed it off and ran that clock out. James Cook in uh, in uh, cleanup duty fourth quarter was eleven carries for fifty three. That one big long run. Devin Singletary six for nineteen. Zach Moss three for seventeen. Josh Allen one for ten. Case Keenum three for two. Bills wide receiver Stephon Diggs twelve for one forty eight. Jay Kumaro two for fifty. Dawson Knox was four for 41. Isaiah McKenzie, two for 37. It's it's amazing to me. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11. The Bills utilized 11 different. Josh Allen threw the ball to 11 different receivers in this football game. 11 different receivers. It's unbelievable. Touchdown grabbers in this game. Stephon Diggs, three. And then obviously Reggie Gilliam with the one. Dude awards for me. And I didn't I didn't do the dude awards last week, so we missed it, right? So if we're if we're having the dude awards, my first dude. So for those that are new to the show, the dude awards are effectively this. If you do good, it's like, dude, dude, you killed it. Dude, you were great. Dude, awesome. Dude, you're the man, dude. And if you didn't do good, then it was dude. Dude, we gotta talk, bro. Bro, dude, we gotta talk. But uh, my first dude award in this football game, believe it or not, is actually going to go to Tremaine Edmonds. I thought Tremaine Edmonds just when I was watching what he was doing and the way that he was playing, he was he was clean. He was free. He was uh, making a decision, a read and reacting, getting through the line of scrimmage, 
getting through untouched and effectively he was just he was a tackling machine out there uh really really proud of what we saw from Tremaine Edmonds in this football game second dude award has to go to Stefan Diggs the dude was just unfreaking stoppable but there's aspects the reason that I gave the first dude award to Tremaine Edmonds and not Steph Diggs is because we kind of expect it from Steph Diggs uh Tremaine to me is we need to see more of that, right? Those are the splash plays that that even Leslie Frazier talks about with Tremaine. We need to see more of that. Tremaine had a very, very good football game. Uh, and then I don't know if I was going to throw another dude award at somebody. Tyler Bass played a heck of a football game. Uh, he was just money on all of his kicks. And then uh, the dude awards, the, the not so great dude awards. Um, if I was going to give, I don't even know. I, it's it's funny because I've got names listed here, and even as I try to rethink what you know the the dude awards as far I I don't I think the Bills played a solid football game uh, in and out, and I don't know what you guys would necessarily feel as far as the dude awards go. If if there's somebody that you feel didn't play super super well um, in garbage time, Khalil Shakir looked a little bit lost. He was one of my listed players. I don't really want to I don't want to go there with him, even though I just kind of did. Um, James Cook struggled, in my opinion, finding holes and finding seams and creases until he ripped off that big run. Uh, it mattered not. What, what it comes down to is it literally, legitimately mattered not. So we're going to scratch the negative dude awards tonight because 41 to 7, that amount of injuries. I mean, we could talk probably for hours about just the cornerbacks and the people that filled in for the injured players like it was great, but let's do this. Let's take just a minute. I'm not going to keep you much longer at all. Uh, the tweet that went out uh, after this game was, "How uh, how's this win got you feeling, Bills Mafia? Let me know. Reading your tweets tonight on the show live at midnight, and it's late right now. I've only got 11, so you guys are good. You guys are, uh, you guys are going to get spoiled. I'm not going to be here for very long, but Garrett Johnson uh, at Garrett underscore J19. We've been good for three years now, and this still doesn't feel real. Hashtag wildest dreams land and you better know that i just retweeted that uh janine mcguire burn it all at i gotta open her up uh at mcguire 52 feeling like we could punt more often <laughs> i don't know what that means but that's funny uh jd at jd 77742869 feeling mixed emotions happy with the play but injuries are concerning incredibly concerning for me as well c dub Hashtag Bills Mafia at Chris Wells 73, who is always in the mentions for the tweets. Injuries are a concern and praying for Dane, but holy crap balls. This team is explosive and deep. Go Bills. Hashtag light punting load. It's pretty incredible to watch a team, your favorite team, never have to punt the football. J Rock at J Rock 1721. And uh, Rock is spelled R O K. This is a dream, and I'm living it. I'm retweeting that one too. Love it. Bills Fan UK, uh, and it's at Bills Fan UK. Got me feeling ready for work in an hour and 30 minutes. So this guy's right there with Saxon Dave. <laughs> it's 3.16 a.m. Hashtag Bills Mafia. Hashtag Go Bills. Love it. Absolutely love it. Just a couple more for you guys. Super Bowl LVII champs. This is our guy, Saxon Dave. So I got back-to-back, legitimately back-to-back UK guys. Uh that I'm reading tweets from, which is great. And one of them's in the chat right now in the comment section. Feels different this year. Never felt concerned about the result, even without Davis and Oliver starting. That's funny because, like, there was a moment for me where I was like, this is the time. 
this is the time where things can get sideways if we're not better. And then they didn't. The Bills just showed me that. Uh, I think some of you are getting out there further on the confidence piece than I am. Like, I think you're getting there quicker than I am. I'm still in that whole waiting for the wheels to fall off thing. And I don't think that's fair to this Bills team. I think they're better than that. So I, I think I need to be more like you guys. I need to be more uber confident when it comes to that stuff. Uh, injuries have been absolutely brutal, though. Not just tonight, but this week in general. Uh, preach to the choir there, brother. Preach to the choir. Uh, Bill Pienka uh, at Bill Pienka. Pumped for our boys. Super concerned about Dane and Hyde. Same, same. Uh, there's really nothing really for me here to comment on. You guys are kind of just all over it. 207 Bills fan at Reed underscore Labine. What a night. Really soak this in, Bills Mafia. This team is truly special. Go Bills. And that comes back to what I've said a hundred times. Enjoy every moment of it. Enjoy every single second of what we are watching as Bills fans. It is truly incredible. Uh, Autumn, good to have you back, Autumn, at Autumn Ray 1107. Excited and go Bills, but also worried because of the injuries. So this is just affirming to me some of the some of the what's the word i felt a little bit like am i being negative talking about these these injuries like we should be celebrating this 41 to 7 win but i think we're all in the same place worried about the injuries hoping everyone everyone will be okay for miami next week it felt good to finally beat the titans uh just praying the bills recover same same right there with you darling uh luke morenis uh at luke morenis awesome and worried about the injuries so i think that's pretty much uh all of them everybody agrees 100 about the injuries we have uh one more super chat right here from uh, jessica tennis back in with the super chat and uh, jessica you know that i appreciate it. joe she says you have permission to say 20 and old <laughs> wildest dreams land uh, i've already been called out on saying the bills were going to go undefeated and that is not what i said i did not say the bills were going to go undefeated what i said was when you look at this roster and you look at their schedule it's hard to find a loss in it. However, the injuries now have me very concerned, but this team is deep. This Buffalo Bills team is very, very deep, and we are going to find out if everything that we believe about this team is true, if everything the national media believes about this team is true, and everything that we believe about Brandon Bean and the roster that he has constructed is completely true, and I think it is. But the Buffalo Bills are going to play. They're going to fly to Miami next week, and they're going to play in Miami in the heat. And we will all be glued to the reports, the injury reports, and just the health of some of the players on this football team. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been tuned into the Overreaction Buffalo Post Game Show. Thank you so much for hanging with me this late at night post game. I do appreciate it. Thank you so much for listening to the show, for consuming it. I was a little bit off. It's hard for me to go from the game. This like it's easy to go from a game, have a couple hour of a like hours of a break, and then like do the show, but like coming off of a game, rushing through my notes, and then like going live this quick is is challenging for me. So thank you so much for for sticking with me. Thank you for for, for making this one of your must listens. I appreciate all of you. But the show is brought to you by the Market Dominator team on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. I'm the voice. My name is Joe Miller. I'm the host of this wonderful show, the Overreaction Post Game Show. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Miller Wired tomorrow. Stick around. So tomorrow is the Off Tackle with John Fina show. Special time, not on Monday. It is on Tuesday. I believe the Code of Conduct is going to be on Wednesday at 8 p.m. And uh, the Humpty Hotline is going to go at 9 o'clock after the Code of Conduct. And then, obviously, Thursday, the Buffalo Nerd. Friday, Food, uh, Food for Thought. And then Sunday, uh, Strills for the Girls will have the Intentional Grounding Show pregame. 
And then obviously right back here with you post game Sunday night, next Sunday night after the Bills Miami game. I love you guys. I'll talk to you soon for me, for Buffalo rumblings, for everybody else. Go Bills.